Welcome in, football fanatics, and what a week of NFL action it was. We experienced embarrassing defeats, come from behind victories, and shocking upsets in week three NFL action. Dude, we, of course we did. And if anyone noticed, Ryan's not joining us today, and that's because he had some embarrassing defeats. Uh, The Jets couldn't pull out the victory. Ryan lost in both of his dynasty league fantasy football. And Ooh. so he said, I can't do anything for a week. Leave me alone. I'm going into a hole. And if I survive, if I don't die, I'll keep going. But he's in a hole somewhere. He is not He is not joining us, John. He is too embarrassed. You know, there's a lot of New York Jets fans right now in holes. And the only thing you can do as a new New York Jets fan I can recommend is just standing in front. Standing in front and voicing your you know, whatever you're feeling, voice how you feel, your voice displeasure, displeasure of the franchise, and say, Jets, do something for the love of God. Do for the something. Love of God, bring in Carson Wentz. <laughs> bring in Nick Foles. We'll take Colt McCoy for the love of God. I would you trade put- a first round pick right now for Mike White if I was the New York Jets. <laughs> I would give up a first rounder for Mike White. Speaking of Mike White, let's go to another embarrassing defeat. And that was my game of the week. The Denver Broncos versus the Miami Dolphins. The final score, Miami 70 to Denver Broncos 20. Oh, yes. 70 is what you heard. You said 70 points? 7-0. Here's some stats from the game. Tua Tagaluga. 23 of 26, 309 yards, four touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, nine catches, 157 yards, one touchdown. Raheem Mozart, 82 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, plus 60 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. Four total touchdowns for Raheem Mozart. And you're like, it can't get much better than that. That's got to be it right there. Let's talk about Devin Achain. I was going to say, you're still missing four touchdowns. (laughs) Let's talk about Devin Achain here. 203. Three rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, 30 receiving yards, plus two receiving touchdowns. That's got to be it, right? You know, fourth quarter's here. Let's put in the backups, get them some reps. What's going to happen? Mike White, two for two, 67 yards and one touchdown. Robbie Anderson, I guess his new name is Robbie Chosen, Chosen. had one catch for 68 yards and a touchdown. And you're like, that's got to be it, right? You know, that's it with touchdowns, but not with yardage. The third string running back, guy with the last name of Brooks, nine carries, 66 yards. He averaged 7.3 yards per carry. The third string running back per carry 7.3 yards the dolphins total offense that day i think was 700 plus yards and 10 total touchdowns now jay what does coach mike mcdaniel have against the denver broncos to make put such a big whooping on them look mike mcdaniel was actually born in aurora colorado he was the ball boy for the Denver Broncos. The ball boy. He doesn't have anything against the Broncos, which is he why he loves the Broncos. Which is why the other half of America, including me, is so mad at him for not kicking the field goal to give your team the 73 points and set the regular season high scoring record. Why would you not give that to your team? Because your he third- doesn't. He doesn't want to celebrate. He wants a ring. He doesn't want to celebrate that point Your third stringers, your fourth stringers were putting up yards against this Broncos. Give that victory to your team. They deserved it. The Dolphins deserved it. No, they deserved that record because this this can fizzle out and they won't do anything. They won't win a Super Bowl, but they'll always have that record. He robbed them of that. I'm not happy about that. I do still love Mike McDaniel. I'm not happy with that. I'll tell you some other interesting facts, John. Uh, I don't know if you remember a guy named Sean Payton, but 
Dude. I think he is, uh, he's getting his karma. Not only did he talk crap about Nathaniel Hackett before this season began, and we can talk about Hackett later with the Jets if we even want to get into it. I'm sure no one wants to talk about that right now. Hackett's not doing the best of jobs. Anyways, Sean Payton talked crap about him. Mm-hmm, Hackett mm-hmm. never had 70 points hung on him. Uh, Sean Payton, when he was an an analyst for I can't remember what TV show but he was one of the commentators he two years ago was talking about how Tua did not belong in this league yes. he did yes. not deserve to be just, a QB in this it was league on the Dan Patrick show he was just a guest on the Dan Patrick show and at that point he was just an analyst so he's free to just say what the heck he wants he was, he was ripping Tua yep. ripping Tua you think Tua remembered that? I cer- oh, certainly oh, yeah. freaking do. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I have never seen a butt whooping <laughs> like that in my that life. Was a butt whooping. And I mean, I'm talking, I didn't watch the full game. I caught here and there on Red Zone and stuff like that, you know? But after the game, I went, I want to watch the highlights and I want to see all these touchdowns. This is just amazing. This is video game numbers. This is when you, <laughs> this is when you play Madden and you put it on easy and you adjust yeah. all the sliders and you Rookie, just go yep. to town and it's so easy to you and you're like, oh, this is so boring. You get bored when you get to 100 points, but you're like, this is so rewarding though. My team's so good. My team is but, so good. But anyways, and, and I'm just like, oh, <sighs> Remember where I was going now? I'm thinking of Madden and just <laughs> put it on easy. And Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, the Dolphins are serious. Mm-hmm. That is a high-powered offense. I don't know what's going to happen this coming weekend. The Dolphins are playing the Bills. That is my game of the week. I am so yes. excited to watch the Dolphins and the Bills because the Bills defense is freaking ferocious. But holy smokes, I if you're in the AFC East, this is the Dolphins. This is the Dolphins year. This is the team. They're winning the East. I am You, you uh, want to say the Jets? The Jets? No. 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 Well. No. Maybe that's why Ryan didn't want to go on the show. I, I really yeah, I'm him, telling huh? you. I'm telling you, he's in a hole. He told me. Ryan, told are the Miami Dolphins the team to beat in the AFC East this season? <laughs> The answer is yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> Anyways, going back, though, real quick on Mike McDaniel being the ball boy. So he okay. was straight out of college. He was the ball boy for the Denver Broncos. He was actually like an interim coach, but he handled the ball boy duties as well. And in 2022 or 2021, the Denver Broncos were trying to hire their new head coach. Mike McDaniel, the offensive coordinator for the 49ers, was having great success he called the broncos to get an interview he called them and he said hey i would love to interview for this position i'm a colorado kid i love the broncos i would love an opportunity to just put my hat in the ring and you know what they did they didn't even interview him good job john elway idiot they didn't even interview mike mcdaniel and so this game comes up on the calendar. You don't think he got his boys hyped? Oh, oh he they got were the hyped. Dolphins hyped. They were. <laughs> they were Tua, ready. Tua, to you go. remember what Sean said about you? Oh, yeah, do uh-huh. you? <laughs> you don't think it was like that Ted Lasso moment where you're just reliving all the clips and stuff yep. like that? Yep. He got them hyped. Wow. Now, I guess my last question for you is: Who had more fun watching this game? A Denver Bronco fans. B, Miami Dolphins fans, or C, anybody who had a Miami Dolphins player on their fantasy team this week? Oh, easily C. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Easily C. John, you you have quite a few of the uh, Dolphins players on your team. How'd you do this week? I'm going to ride or die with the Miami Dolphins (laughs) in my starting lineup all season this year. I'm going to ride or die. I got Tua, I got Tyreek, and then I picked up Devin A-Chain. Fast X is what I nicknamed him. I picked him up, and he's sitting in my taxi squad right now. Guess who's getting promoted to the starting? You drafted him in the rookie. Yeah, the rookie draft. Guess who's moving to the starting position? Uh, Yeah, unbelievable. I'm going to have three Dolphins ride or die till he 
Philly, and if, if they, they fly high, I'm going to win. If they have a bad week, I'm going to lose. That's just how it's going to go. Hey, you know what? I There's no other team I'm riding with harder than the Dolphins right now. They, if you would have just played Dolphins players, someone showed oh, it like in, like, like in a standard league. It was like um, 205 points or something. Oh, I bet. If you just played Dolphins players. Imagine a week. two running back lead. He played Mozart and A-Chain. That would have been yeah. 120 points probably right there alone. <laughs> It was unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. And Tyreek Hill, just let's um, get this stat real quick because I'm tracking this now, and I want you guys to follow this every week. So Tyreek Hill had another 157 yards. Where so are we at for the 2,000? So for the year, he is now at 412 yards. Three games? Three games. Three games. 25 catches, 412 yards, and that's Man. in three games. He is on pace to hit his 2,000 easily. So Tyreek Hill made a comment during the offseason, and Tyreek Hill makes a lot of comments. Some of them are very serious, and some are not. I don't know where this one went, but he said, I will get 2,000 receiving yards this year. I want to be the first player in NFL history to have 2,000 thousand receiving yards and the way he is balling right now with Tua he's on pace he's on pace he is on pace crazy now let's go over to the that was easy the blowout games of the week oh good we got the Detroit Lions 20 to the Atlanta Falcons 6 the Cleveland Browns 27 to the Tennessee Titans 3 the Seattle Seahawks, 37, to the Carolina Panthers, 27. Bills Mafia, 37, to the Washington Commanders, 3. KC Chiefs, 41, to the Bears, 10. Philadelphia Eagles, 25, to the Tampa Bay, 11. And then Houston Texans, 37, to the Jacksonville Jaguars, 17. Now, Jay, would you like to talk a little bit about every game? Or one certain game for two minutes. Uh, every game, two minutes each. So Houston Jaguars, <laughs> the Houston Jaguars game. John, real quick, who predicted that blowout? CJ Stroud is looking so good. Um, Tank Dell is looking great. He is now their number one receiver after just three weeks. The last two weeks, he has been targeted more. Um, everyone thought Nico Collins, especially after that first game. Anyways, it is Tank Dell. He is rocking it. The Texans look freaking good, yeah, um, yeah. which is just crazy. They it looks like they drafted right. The you Jaguars, can tell Jacksonville did not expect that at all. You can tell Jacksonville did not expect that. At the all. Jaguars they were expecting are an easy win. They're and blowing they my mind. Like, okay, okay. The Jaguars are blowing my mind. Lawrence doesn't look good. Calvin Ridley hasn't looked good for two games after coming out week one and just dominating. I don't know what's going on with Jacksonville. I think they're going to get it together this coming week, but I, I it's just crazy. Uh, moving to Philadelphia, easy win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield finally lost. Um, I still think the Bucs um, can be the best in the South. We'll see, but Philly got their win. Um you can jump in to interrupt me anytime, or otherwise I'll keep moving on. Casey uh, and the Bears, <laughs> freaking uh, Trailer Swelsey. I mean, I'm just so excited for Trailer Swelsey. I, I met Travis. I met Taylor Swift. I met, anyways. Uh, I loved watching. Did you see the security they had outside her uh, outside her booth after the game? Like they oh, had yeah. the they had the railing up, and there's all those fans just waiting, and there was armed guards up and down the line. Like Dude. we had the president of the United States at the game. I was like, what in the I don't world? Even, I don't even think they would have done that for Biden. Dude, Swift is a global icon. I know we're a sports podcast, but Taylor Swift has this uh You know what? This if Taylor coming. Swift can take over the whole NFL weekend, we can talk about her our NFL show. I mean, everybody Everybody, football fans, non-football fans, everybody was talking about Taylor Swift. And you know what? I've been right in the middle. You know, I'm not a huge Swifty. 
I'm not a huge Swifty hater, though. But this week you. when I'm talking to guys, I'm like, hey, did you see Taylor Swift at the Chiefs game? And if they go, yeah, how stupid is that? I go, oh, yeah, it's pretty dumb. And then if they're like, oh, yeah, that was so cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was pretty <laughs> sweet, wasn't it? <laughs> how cool was that? Dude, seeing her the whole time with this whole Travis Kelsey, her thing, I'm like, what? The media is just blowing this up out of proportion. She's in the booth with Miss Donna Kelsey. I'm like, <laughs> This is real. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Travis. I see you, Travis. Um, But anyways, Taylor Swift, she is like the most major global icon. John, I don't know if you heard this. Um, She is the first artist ever for the Billboard's Top 200. She has the all top 10 spots. Wow. She is the the only other person who came close to that was Drake in 2021. He took nine out of 10 spots. Hmm. Not Michael Taylor, Jackson? Nowhere with Michael Jackson there? Nope. No? Hmm. Taylor Swift is 10 out of 10 on the Billboard Top 200. She has one of the most successful tours. The Eras Tours is one of the most successful tours of all time. And she has a movie coming out, John, in October. I don't know if you've seen that concert movie or that preview. Uh, you know I it's haven't. coming... It's coming out mid-October. It's about the Eras Tour that's heard, going on yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. The pre-sale tickets on that have already exceeded like $50 million. Yep. That movie is going to blow the waters out of concert movies. It's going to be a record breaker. I'm telling you, Taylor Swift is a big freaking deal. And she might be with a Kansas City Chief. So, I don't know. Chiefs are a pretty big deal. That's all I got to say. But do we want that going into the postseason? The breakup and the song and all that? Because no relationship with T-Swift lasts. That's the thing now with Taylor. No relationship with Taylor Swift lasts. So, hey, I'm worried. I'm worried. I mean, I you got you. you got Travis Kelsey. Yep. And he did a show, I think, for the e-reality show called yep. Catching Kelsey or something yep. like he that. He dated where, 50 women at one where time. Where he dated 50 <laughs> women at one time. And then he is like the bachelor, but more yep. white trash, which yep. is very yep. hard to do. Yep. And what if Taylor's just a part of that right now? What if it turns out this reality TV show camera comes popping out and it's hey. like, Catching Kelsey season two. I got Taylor Swift trying <laughs> to win me over. And you know she won't like that. <laughs> Okay, listen. And there's a there's a conspiracy theory because she was she's from Philadelphia and she's a huge Eagles fan. Ooh. And so there's a conspiracy theory that she's doing this just to distract the Chiefs so the mm-hmm. Eagles can win the Super Bowl. Look, I was kind of on that bandwagon until I saw her wearing the Chiefs jacket oh, and dude. screaming for Travis Kelsey and I thought that woman's in love. You got to make it look good. You're exactly right right now. That's what she's doing. She's a saboteur. I don't saboteur. think so. That woman's in love. You know what? I, let's go another five minutes talking about Taylor Swift. We dude. should. Real or quick. Let's I do have talk this about. Fun, I, hold on. I do have this funny comment. So I did see this picture today because I don't know if you know Travis's ex-girlfriend. Um, nah. I can't remember her name. Uh, uh beautiful brown-skinned woman anyways there's pictures of him <laughs> well there's pictures of him standing with her and he looks if all she wasn't a beautiful brown-skinned woman would you say would you say something there yeah absolutely i'd be like that was an ugly duck ugly <laughs> overweight was... over luckily overweight oh, woman <laughs> well it's funny because he, he looks like he's like but he he dresses like uh he's dressed kind of like gangsta he's standing with her and he's looking all tough and stuff and he's posing with her and all of a sudden it comes to a picture with him now and he just has that mustache and it's like he went from uh, he went from invited to the barbecue to uh, Missouri Highway State Patrolman real quick. <laughs> now I saw I saw a pretty funny memes as we're talking about memes and T Swift here, uh, and it's that meme of the it's the guy and he's looking over his shoulder at the girl and he's going yeah. oh yeah and it's an ESPN this week it's the guy Ooh, looking at uh, Taylor Swift and his coach Prime by the guy going. <laughs> that's good that's really good okay Let's move on though washington Moving commanders on. the bears are a disaster i don't know what the bears are gonna do justin fields does not look like the answer but i don't think the play calls are anything that are in fields will in his wheelhouse they need to just open that playbook and let fields run anyways go on 
Anyways, so I bring up the fun fact for our Chiefs lovers out there. Eric B, Eric B, offensive coordinator last year, went to the Commanders to prove himself. Only got three points this week against the Buffalo Bills. Not looking too good, Eric. Better learn how to score some points. But they've been scoring points. Not Weeks one week. and two, they did great. We only judge off your worst week. If you want to be an NFL coach, you are judged off your worst week. So you got to answer for that. I hear you, but how serious is that Bills defense? That's really the only thing I want to bring up in this game. The Bills score 37 points. That defense shut the commanders down the entire time. They were the For highest sin. scoring. They were the highest scoring fantasy player on the Bills was the Bills defense. They even got touchdowns, bro. I'm telling you, I won both my leagues this week because of the Bills dynasty. Very happy about that. Or the Bills uh, defense. Anyways, the that's why I'm so like next week against the Dolphins can the Bills shut down the Dolphins or are the Dolphins going to be proven to it doesn't matter the defense they're going to be a high powered offense you. I was going to bring it up last week but I going to make the show fun fact for you Tua is 5-0 and oh against Bill Belichick unbelievable stat Tua is 5-0 oh against Bill Belichick I didn't know that unbelievable stat moving on moving on uh Seattle versus the Panthers. Panthers, yeah. Panthers dumpster fire. Seattle yeah. starting to get some momentum back to you. To them, looking good. Yeah. Cleveland twenty-seven to Tennessee's three. Tennessee another dumpster fire. Frable, I think it's just your uh, tanking year. Um, Detroit Lions twenty. Atlanta Falcons six. So yeah. pretty yep, big upsets this week in the league. Yep. Yep. But like we were talking about, the Houston Texans upsetting the Jaguars was very surprising to me. Yep. But not as surprising to me between my king of the NFC battles. And that was the Arizona Cardinals, 28 to the Dallas Cowboys, 16. You heard that right. Arizona beat the Dallas Cowboys, 28 to 16. Are we really surprised, John? Are we really surprised the Cowboys, the boys, the Cowboys, we're going to the Super Bowl. You know who sounds sounds more delusional? Cowboy fans, anytime their team wins, or you know, they're going to the Super Bowl. And the New York Jets fans, anytime their team farts, we're going to the Super Bowl. Like those are two of the most delusional fan bases in the league. It's anytime one little thing goes good, we're gonna win it all. We're the best in the world, but they haven't done it in so long. So just long. worry about winning a playoff game, guys. Worry about beating the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, what what in the world happened? It was embarrassing. Dak couldn't get anything going. Uh. The run game couldn't get anything going. The defense, it was the first time the defense didn't look good. They were letting Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals do anything they wanted. Totally embarrassing. Now, now, would you say the Cardinals have given the blueprint to the NFL on how to beat the Cowboys? Absolutely. Are you pressing the panic button right now if you're in Dallas? I was panic. I, we've been figured out. If you were if you were a Cowboys fan, you better be pressing that panic button. Um, the Cowboys are a regular season team. I still see them winning 10, 11 games this year, but they they that game alone proved they're not making that deep playoff run they're not gonna go to the nfc championship game get that crap out of your heads this is the same old cowboys on the same old team with the same old coaches and the same old owner it ain't happening and now the other nfc king of the nfc san francisco 30 beat the new york giants 12 so (laughs) are you saying san hold on are you saying san francisco would you say san francisco now has taken the next step up on the ladder being the king of the nfc John, I've had them as the number one team in the league since week one. Now, my next question to you. Did the Cardinals have the fire in their gut? Did they have the fire in their gut this week? Uh, Do you think he got them pumped up in the locker room? Do you think Coach Gannon went in there and he said, you got them fire in your gut, boys? Who took the bus? Who took the bus? (laughs) Who took the bus? You got that fire in your gut? Look, you know, that... That Josh Gannon, he is such an awkward little fella. He is so awkward to see him do any speeches, to see him interact with another human being. It's so awkward. 
The guy's just staring at what? He's so awkward. Kyler Berry so is still acting like he's hurt because he doesn't know how to play for him. <laughs> All I'm saying is I feel like, though, once you get to know him, the team is like, you know, he's actually a pretty cool guy. Let's rally around Josh Gannon. He's just an awkward Are fella. they? Are they? We'll see. Anyway, we'll see. They have the fire in their gut this week. I'll tell now you that. You've seen the movie. You've seen the movie Major League, right? Absolutely. You've seen the movie Major League Cleveland Indians. Oh, for sure. They want to tank. Owner wants to tank. She wants to relocate the team. She's done with this franchise. They find out. And what do they do? They rally they and they games. win it all. Yeah. Is that what the Cardinals are doing right now? They found Absolutely. out they were wanting to tank, and now the Cardinals are like, "We're gonna win it." All are they about to turn it around? I feel like I feel like Josh Gannon. Just help me out here. Was a soccer coach, and so they reverse Ted Lassoed this and brought him in to be the football coach. And everyone's just like, "Who is this guy?" But but it works out. I'm telling you, it works out. They're trying to tank. It's not going to happen. So we're so watching you, Ted Lasso season four play out right now live. Are you buying? Are selling them, winning it all this year, major league in the league. Are you buying well, or selling? Well, I'm selling that. <laughs> I don't think they're winning the league, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as we all predicted them to be. Okay. Okay. Now, Brock Purdy, let's give Sam Fran some love here. Brock Purdy is 8 and 0 as a regular season starter now. 8 and 0. I'm going to call him Captain Efficiency because he is so dang efficient with that football. Now, is that 8 and 0 regular season as a starter being a 7th round draft pick more impressive than Bill Belichick? Not suffering a defeat to the New York Jets since December 27th of 2015, which streak is more impressive? Ian O'Purdy or the Patriots not losing to the Jets since December 27th of 2015? I'm going to say Brock Purdy because he was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, and he has shown that he is a good quarterback. Bill Belichick beat the Jets. <laughs> Everyone's beaten the Jets. They're so Two, bad. Four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen times. Fourteen times since the yep. Jets. That's right. Have long. That's right. I wonder why Ryan didn't want to do this episode. I have no idea why. <laughs> Ryan, just enjoy your hole, buddy. Enjoy the hole. Now let's go to our witching hour games of the week. When wins become losses and losses become wins. I got Green Bay Packers 18 to the New Orleans Saints 17. San Diego Chargers 28 to the Mini Vikings 24. Indianapolis Colts 22 to the Baltimore Colts, 19 in overtime. <laughs> Pittsburgh Colts. Steelers, 23. To the Las Vegas Raiders, 18. Cincinnati Bengals, 19. To the LA Rams, 16. And then the New England Patriots, 15. To the New York Jets, 10. What did you um, think of those close games of the week? Oh, they were insane. First of all, in case you didn't know, the Packers were down 17 to nothing in the fourth quarter. 17 to zero. Derek Carr hurts his shoulder. He's out. Jameis Winston comes in. He's horrible. There's a reason he's not a starting quarterback. He is just <laughs> god awful. The uh the Packers end up scoring uh, what was it John? It was a field goal. Yeah. Then they score a touchdown. Yeah. And so at this point, if they kick an extra point, it would be 10 to 17. They would only be down seven points, just a touchdown, yep. an extra point. The coach goes for two because yep. statistically you are more likely um, – you're more likely to be able to go for two twice and get it at least once. So if they did fail, they're only down eight. They can still score and get and make it a tie. And so it's statistically go for it because then if you do get it, you can win the game. And that's what they did. 
All of a sudden, it's 11 to 17. Again, Jameis Winston is just awful. The Saints give the ball back to the Packers. They score a touchdown and win the game 18 to 17. It was unbelievable. They shouldn't have won that game, but it's the witching hour. It's the witching hour. It's the witching witching hour. hour. And Jordan Love gets a fourth quarter comeback onto his resume now. Yes, he does. He's just gonna. He's just keeps building up on this Packers love, and I hope this this fan base up here is loving on him. Man, he's got some good love with him. He di- he doesn't. Look, he's not. It's not like everything he does is amazing. He had some terrible passes. He was missing wide open players, and then he's fitting the ball into the tightest spots. He's rallying the team, and they they score eighteen points in the fourth quarter and win. Respect. Respect. Now, historically, a team falling 0-3 barely ever makes the playoffs. Very, very slim percent. It's like a 3% 3 chance. It's very small. small. So, San Diego Chargers 0-2 against the mini Vikings 0-2. One of them has to win. One of them will get a higher chance of making the playoffs, and the Chargers pulled out the victory. Do you think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs or the Vikings? Or none? None. Neither one. None. Neither one. And then if have, it's between those two, Chargers have the best chance. Then you have the Indianapolis Colts against the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't know if you watched much of that game. I caught the overtime. It was like neither of them wanted to win the dang game. I no am surprised. I am surprised the Colts won the game. So it was like neither of them wanted to win the game. Yeah. But what I'm more surprised by is who's the offensive coordinator for the Ravens? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Todd Munchkin or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody in the offseason is like, oh, he's going to have the best offense in the league. Blah, 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 blah. Who said yeah. he wasn't? You did. I did. Prove me wrong. You also said the same about the Jets and Hackett, and here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> People should listen to you more. Now, Pittsburgh Steelers, 23 to the Vegas, the Vegas Raiders, 18. And if you watched any of like the highlights or the stadium crowd, it was like seventy percent Steelers fans <laughs> in the stadiums. Like, I don't think I don't think Vegas clearly thought. I mean, they did because now they're like one of the most valuable franchises in the league, and their tickets are the highest selling price in the league. But I don't think there's a true home team because where's the cheapest place to fly in America? Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. And so all these fans now just have easy access to go, I'll go to Vegas for a weekend and share on my team in this brand new stadium that's beautiful to sit in. To and go then go enjoy the at casinos. These beautiful yep. hotels yep. and go have a mini weekend getaway. I'll pay this cheap, cheap ticket, you know? Yep. I looked it up and where I live in Wisconsin, I can get a ticket for a hundred bucks for a weekend to go to Vegas. hundred dollars wow. round trip out of this airport in Vegas is so smart. Whatever they're paying the airlines to keep cheap tickets, it's genius. It's absolutely genius. And and there was a lot of terrible towels that are just wailing around the field. It looked like a Pittsburgh Steelers home game. Dude, and the Steelers, it it wasn't lost on the Steelers. After the game, the players were like, yeah, we love our, we love Steeler Nation. Thanks guys for coming out. Felt like a home game. I'm like, oh, it's so insulting. And now then the Cincinnati Bengals... 19 to the LA Rams 16. Joe Burrow's injury. Pressing the panic button. He is not the same. He does not look the same. He can't Mm -hmm. play the same. He's clearly hurt. Jamar Chase begged him not to play. He begged him not to come back week one. Wow. If Jamar Chase. It's a calf or what? It's a calf. Yeah, he strained Uh his calf. And so, and it's on the leg that you would want to plant in the ground to throw the ball. Well, he can't Uh, firmly plant his leg to get the leverage to throw the ball. That's the problem. And so Jamar, Jamar Chase before week one, he said, he said, please take off the next three to four weeks and just heal. Here we are. They're one and two. It's not like, it's not like him playing has helped them become victorious. I think did Jamar Chase hear, was right. Did you hear what Bill Belichick did to the Cincinnati Bengals this past week? Did no. you hear what he did? No. So Joe Burrow is hurt, 
and they're saying he might not be able to play. Their backup is what is his name, Browning? Yeah, Jake Browning. And then their emergency quarterback is Will Greer on the practice squad. And now what the NFL did this season to not have another 49ers incident where you have no quarterbacks is they said you can keep your two quarterbacks on your roster and then you can have an emergency backup quarterback from the practice squad that you can pull up during a game if you had to. So he's technically not a part of your roster spot. But since he's on the practice squad, Bill Belichick signed him. (laughs) Of course he did. Leaving the Bengals with just Burrow and Browning. And then they had to scramble. And I think they were showing highlights of Joe Mixon running quarterback plays at practice. Just in case. Just in case. And he's running, doing the throws and all that during the practice. So Bill Belichick's evil genius trying to get it over on everybody pulled their third string quarterback, leaving them without a quarterback knowing their offense. So if Burrow would have been down, there could have been a chance to see Joe Mixon as the Bengals quarterback. (laughs) Joe Mixon run the read option. You've got this kid. (laughs) And then we go to this evil genius in New England who got 15 to the New York Jets 10. And it wasn't pretty on either side of the field. Nope. It's really not. The Patriots won on one play, and it was that that busted coverage in that tight end Brown who got yep. that ball and got that 67-yard yep. score. Without yep. that, they don't win. It wasn't pretty on either side of the field. Uh, Jets need to figure out how they can get a different quarterback or a different system or something. And It was just some of the decision-making. And what made it worse is... Oh, I can't remember his name. Ryan's going to kill me. But there's this uh, guy that does this uh, NFL analysis, and he was showing play after play for the Jets, wide open receivers that Zach Wilson just wasn't throwing the ball to. And he would, there were times he would even see him, and then he would pump fake and hesitate. And then by the time he's throwing it, it's too late. But he had these windows. Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson could have had 200 yards in that game he was getting yeah. separation and open play after play but wilson can't he just something in his brain is telling him don't pull the trigger you know what it is turnovers because the nfl is so fast you think you have an opening and then there's that safety right there there's that linebacker right there oh, yeah. who's just ready to jump on it like that and once you get picked off a few too many times by thinking a guy's open that's where that hesitation comes and once you hesitate and you don't get in that window then that turnover comes. Did you and watch any of those Zach Wilson highlights? Did you see the sack where he just fell to the ground and gave up? No. <laughs> I didn't watch John, it. It was in the first quarter. It was in the first quarter. He hikes the ball back. He's moving around. He does this spin move. But the guys aren't there. They're still there are still Jets players blocking these guys. He's still got a pocket. He still has the pocket, but he like does yeah. this spin move. He could have started running, but he just drops to the ground scared and is like, like puts his hands up. He's like, and oh, that's God. when we knew we won the game. Says Bill Belichick. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? But and then, then and I'm then gonna... and then towards the end of the game, it's fourth and ten. It's fourth and ten. He hikes the ball. There's some three pre- yards. There's some pressure. He throw it to the one yard check down. One yard check Terrible. down. Terrible. On fourth and ten? What are we doing, but Zach then Wilson? We have Take a chance to win the game. Then we have a chance to win the game. And all I'm hearing in my head is there goes my hero. And he hits the ball. He's rolling out. He's about to gun that Hail Mary. Watching as he goes. Releases the football. And that thing is sailing because he does have an arm on He has an arm. And that thing is going to the end zone. All the Patriots defenders, all the Jets players, they're all going to leap for it at the same time. 
There goes my hero. The Patriots defender jumps up and he swats that thing harder than you can swat a pig. And he hits it and the ball bounces and it's going right in front of old man Randall Cobb. Watching as he goes. And he's going to reach for it. But he's too old. He doesn't have the reflexes anymore. <laughs> and he just lets the ball go right by him because he can't react. It wasn't if it was five years ago, he would have caught it, but not old man Kyle. And then the Jets lose the game in a thrilling fashion. What if, what if Cobb could react a little faster dude i thought the jets were gonna win when i was watching that hail mary and i saw it get batted down i was like they have it he has it he and then it bounces on the ground and i'm like what what happened and then you're watching the replay and Cobb just couldn't he couldn't react he hesitated i didn't know why he did and then you told me it's because he's old and i'm like okay (laughs) that could be true he's old (laughs) he's an old man now, I don't like to ask a lot of repeating questions on the show, but there is one repeating question I would like to get an update on from you. Okay. Do the New York Jets have playoff hopes? Oh, no, no, they do not. No, they do not. But I'll tell you this. They're not as bad as the following teams. Here are the following teams I'm looking at week four that are 0-3. The Denver Broncos... The Chicago Bears, who play each other this week, so someone's got to oh, win. Maybe. They could tie. Here's another. The Vikings and the Panthers are 0-3. They're playing each other. Someone's got to no win. No way! <laughs> yes! Oh, and that's, the, and that's the only 0-3 teams, and all four of them are playing each other. So we're on to week four. Season's not looking too hot for a lot of teams. I want your prediction on who will be the first mid-season firing for an NFL head coach this season. Who do you think will be fired mid-season? And what week do you think it will happen? Well, I think it's going to be the Bears. It's going to be Matt Eberflus. Yep. Um, Matt Eberflus. I, th- I think he is going to get fired and I mean, I don't have the Bears winning right now. So by about week eight or nine, they're gonna go. That's it. Interim coach step up. They're gonna be zero and eight at that point. Like I agree, it's totally embarrassing. So out of his, all the coaches, it's gonna be him. His overall record. I just saw the stat. His overall record so far as a coach is three wins against seventeen losses. And I think I think Fields has this I think Fields has like five wins and twenty two losses. So I'm telling you, it's embarrassing. The Chicago has to reset. That's worse than Mark Tressman over all record for the Bears. So oh. the Bears the Bears who got rid of Tressman to bring on Nagy, to get rid of Nagy, to bring on Eberlis. Oh. And now it's just taken. They have a terrible head coaching hire after head coaching hire. And now my the question to of, you. The curse of Lovey Smith, who had a winning. of Lovey Smith. Who had a winning record, and they fired Ten to six, him. I believe. Ten to six, I believe. And they said, nah, nah. Fired him. Now we want more. The, the curse of Lovey Smith. You fired a winning coach? Okay. Never do that. I've never okay. understood that theory. How does that work out finding, for you? Ask the Lions firing a winning coach how that works out for them. Yeah. How many years did it take for them to finally get a settlement, No one. It's, it's taken 30 years. Now, do you think Josh McDaniels or Brandon Staley, Josh McDaniels of the Raiders and Brandon yep. Staley of the Chargers, do you see them getting fired midseason? If anyone, I would say Josh McDaniels. I do not see Brandon Staley getting fired midseason. I do see him getting fired at the end of this season, which I think should happen. I I, I have not been a fan of his decision making for a long time. So I feel like so it's time for him to go. Let's say 
what would need to happen let's help these guys keep their jobs we don't like firing people let's help these three coaches keep their jobs what needs to happen for them to keep their jobs las vegas raiders need what they need to make the playoffs they need an eight and nine record what what do they need to what do they need to make happen to keep their jobs if the Chargers have a winning record, Staley keeps his job. Winning record with playoffs or without playoffs? Even without playoffs, I think he keeps it. Really? Okay. Josh McDaniels. I'm going to say six record. wins. If he can get six wins, he's going to keep his job. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like Mark gonna... Davis is cheap. There's no way he's going to fire a coach. <laughs> There's no way he's going to fire a coach under contract. He's okay, not paying yeah. that money. He's cheap. Yeah, yeah he's cheap. You see that dude's haircut? Yeah, he's cheap. The Bears, there's nothing they can do. He's done. They've already planned. the. They're already planning it, John. It's done. They've lost so bad the last three games. It's done. Even if they get like a seven-game winning streak going on, they're still going to fire him? He's fired, John. He's done. Don't, don't have high hopes for Matt. He's done. Okay, NFL coaches, you're on the hot seat. McDaniels wins six games. You keep your job. <laughs> Brandon Staley get a winning record without the playoffs. You keep your job. Matt Eberless. Nothing you can do. Win nine games in a row. You're still getting fired. <laughs> There's you're nothing done. you can do, but you're, you're done, man. Put a fork in them. Put a fork in them. If they don't lose another game, maybe he keeps his job. But they have to go undefeated from here on out. Do you got any fantasy football information you want to share this week, Jay? We've kind of touched on it, but I mean, the best the best waiver wire pickups you're looking at. Um, Let's call the waiver wire pickups the biscuits. The biscuits. I love it. More Ted <laughs> the Lasso. Biscuits reference. of the week. Yeah, biscuits of the week. Um, this is funny. So after. I'm going to pronounce it the way everyone pronounces it. So after Devin A Chain had his game. Last week, John, do you know what he did? He said, well, now that I've done that, I'm going to ask the announcers to pronounce my name properly. Devon Achan. Devon Achan. His name is pronounced Devon Achan. So I'm going to honor the guy. Devon Achan, you need to be picked up in every league. Um, I still think Moster at some point is going to get hurt because that's what Moster does. That's very true. Devon Achan is going to be the guy. Get him picked up. Um, what an amazing offense. You want players on this offense. I'm not saying go pick up Brooks, The even though the third string running back put up some yards. Seven that's yards of carry, man. That's not going to happen every game. But definitely go get Devon Achan. Um, Quarterback-wise, there are some quarterbacks. If you're sitting there with Joe Burrow and you're still having these struggles, it's time to look at maybe I'm putting him on the bench. I was hoping he would just be hurt so I could put him on the IR. Pick up some other quarterbacks that are playing well. C.J. Stroud, the rookie, is figuring it out. He's also figuring it out with another hot ticket. And we said this last week. If you didn't listen, he's probably already gone. Tank Dell. Pick up Tank Dell. We told you last week he is the he is the number one target. Um, and he proved it this week. He was the number one target for CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud asked them to draft Tank Dell. He did that for a reason. I'm telling you, that kid is special, and so is CJ Stroud. Um I want to cut you real quick here. You said Tank Dell, right? Tank yeah. Dell. D-E-L-L. There's a guy on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and his first name is Tank as well. And his last name is Bigsby. Tank Bigsby. Does that not sound like you just created a football player in Madden and you wanted to give him the most bad A name alive? So you said, I'm going to name him Tank Tank 
Bigsby. Bigsby. Is that not what that sounds like? I saw his name pop up on the TV the other day, and I went, I just created this dude in Madden last week when I was playing my franchise. He, he is a uh, he is a hot ticket to go grab right now. Um, now, Tank Bigsby hasn't taken over that backfield yet, but I still think he has a chance to do that. But he's not someone that you necessarily need to be hanging um, all your, um, all your um, fab dollars on. Um, but I also do like him. Um, last week we talked about Zach Moss getting him picked up. He had a phenomenal week filling in for Jonathan Taylor. That's two weeks in a row. Another wide receiver who's older, but has proven to be the security blanket for rookie quarterback Bryce Young. That is Adam Thielen. Old man Adam Thielen is catching balls. And he, I think he had like 27 points last week um, in fantasy. And he's he's not on a lot of teams. So you ever hear the uh, Jim Gaffigan bit when he's talking about getting older? He says, "You ever see that guy in the mall and he's just staring off in the distance and he's just shaking and he's just looking like this and he's just going, I shouldn't be here right now.' That's Adam Thielen. <laughs> shouldn't be here here well it's funny because his wife announced we've joked about it his wife announces his retirement the guy's like yeah i guess i'm done and the panthers are like we'll pay you like 60 million for three years and he's like i'm not done i guess i'm still playing i can play a little bit i can play um big injury this week mike williams tore his acl after having a great game for the chargers really he did Mike Williams tore his ACL. He is out, and that means there are two players on the Chargers to highlight, Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnston. People have been down on Quentin Johnston. Please remember, he is a rookie. Not all rookies come out banging hot. It takes time for some of these rookies to figure it out. I still think, I called it before this season, I said Keenan Allen or Mike Williams will be hurt. And Quentin Johnston is going to step up and be that wide receiver, too. That is going to happen. Get Quentin Johnston if he is on your waiver wire. It's going to be a busy week on the waiver wire. But, guys, there are players still out there that you need to go get. Go get them. I like it. I like it. Anything else you got to add? That's it for me, man. Fun week of football. Fun week. Crazy week of football. All these upsets. Now we're looking forward to next week, guys. Look forward to the winless matches. Somebody oh. will win or yeah. somebody will tie. It's going to be either really, 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 really bad football <laughs> or really, 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 really good football. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what these coaches can bring. That's all we got, though, for week three recap, guys. If we miss discussing your favorite team or player, let us know in the comments below, and we'll bring them up next week. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on The Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at The Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.